Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, 1 Kings chapter 3, and if I were to give this one a title, it would be the million dollar question. Do you remember there used to be this TV show and it was called Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Well, I'll never forget watching this video one time. And up until that point, I hadn't known anybody when I watched the show that ever made it to a million dollars. Well, there was this guy who got all the way to the million dollar question. And he still had one lifeline left. And it was this opportunity that he could call someone to ask you know, the question to, to see if they get a little help. Well, watching the video, what he did was is he called somebody, but then when he called them, it was his parents, and he said, hey, just wanted to let you know I'm about to win the million dollars, and then like, gave the answer, final answer, and it was right. And it was amazing. And he was one of the very few people who actually got a million dollars and got all the questions right. And I wonder if this question that God asked Solomon, how many of us would get this question right? Because it turned out to be the right answer, and it blessed Solomon for the rest of his life. We're getting into that in just a moment. But as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you're leaving us a five-star review on the podcast. It really helps us get the word out. And I wanted to say a big, big thank you to someone on the podcast app, because you left us a five-star review, and you said this. You said, I am very excited every day to learn with Pastor Brandon. My aunt attends your church, and she recommended this podcast to me. It's amazing to see how much you learn when you take it one chapter at a time. And I want to tell you something. I agree with you. One of the reasons why we do one chapter at a time is, I don't know about you, but when I used to try to read through the Bible in a year, I'd read four to five chapters. And sometimes I'm just trying to conquer the chapters, right? Well, the problem with that is, is you conquer the chapters and you read through the Bible in a year, but do you remember anything you read? And that's the goal is not to conquer the Bible, but for the Bible to slowly conquer us. And to do that, we read one chapter at a time so we can slowly know what God's Word says. And the more we dig, the more we find. So thank you so much for leaving that. It was really a great encouragement. And I'd love for you to leave us a comment as well. And also, make sure you're joining us at the Facebook group at the Bible Breakdown Discussion, where we are just learning more about God's Word together. And once again, the more we dig, the more we find. And that's the case for 1 Kings chapter 3. So if you have your Bibles, want to get them ready, this is a moment now where Solomon has become king But he's going to get asked a very interesting question by God. And I'm curious what your answer would be. We're going to see what Solomon's answer was. And then God saw his heart. And we're going to see what the result is. You ready? Here we go. 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 1 says this. Solomon made an alliance with Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and married one of his daughters. He brought her to live in the city of David until he could finish building his palace and the temple of the Lord and the wall around the city. At that time, the people of Israel sacrificed their offerings at local places of worship, for a temple honoring the name of the Lord had not yet been built. Solomon loved the Lord and followed all his decrees, all the decrees of his father David, except that Solomon too offered sacrifices and burned incense at the local places of worship. The most important of these places of worship was at Gibeon, so the king went there and sacrificed one thousand burnt offerings. That's a lot of burnt offerings. That night, 
the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream and said, here's a million dollar question. What do you want? Ask and I will give it to you. Solomon replied, you showed great and faithful love to your servant, my father, David, because he was honest and true and faithful to you. And you have continued to show this great and faithful love to him today by giving him a son to sit on his throne. Now, O Lord, my God, you have made me king instead of my father, David, but I am like a little child who doesn't know his way around. And here I am in the midst of your chosen people, a nation so great and numerous that cannot be counted. Give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well and to know the difference between right and wrong. For who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours? So uh, Solomon's answer was, I want wisdom. I want to be able to know the difference between right and wrong so that I can lead these people. So his thought wasn't for himself. His thought was, help me serve better. Help me serve your people better by giving me wisdom. Verse 10, the Lord was pleased with Solomon because he had asked for wisdom. So God replied, because you have asked for wisdom and governing my people with justice and have not asked for a long life or wealth or the death of your enemies, I will give you what you asked for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart such that no one has ever had or ever will have. And I will also give you what you did not ask for, riches and fame. No other king in all the world be compared to you for the rest of your life. And if you follow me and obey my decrees and my commands and my commands as your father David did, I will give you a long life. Then Solomon woke up and realized it had been a dream. And he returned to Jerusalem, and he stood before the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, where he had sacrificed the burnt offerings and the peace offerings. Then he invited all his officials to a great banquet. Sometime later, two prostitutes came to the king to have an argument settled. Now, here we go. Here we go. Here it is. Please, my Lord, one of them began, this woman and I live in the same house. I gave birth to a baby while she was still with me in the house. Three days later, this woman also had a baby. When we were alone, there were only we were we were alone, and there were only two of us in the house. So let's look at this. So so there were two prostitutes. Praise the Lord. Both of them had a baby. Praise the Lord. And they were about three days apart. And we were all alone, only us two, and only our babies. Here we go, verse nineteen. But her baby died during the night when she rolled over on it. Then she got up in the night, took my son from beside me while I was asleep. She laid her dead child in my arms and took mine to sleep beside her. And in the morning, when I tried to nurse my son, he was dead. But when I looked more closely in the morning light, I saw that that was not my son at all. Then the other woman interrupted. It certainly was your son. The living child is mine. No, the first woman said, the living child is mine and the dead one is yours. So they argued back and forth before the king. Now pause. If you've never read this story before, how would you answer this? <laughs> so let's, let's scenario. Two women have had a baby. As kind of the way they're saying, no one has seen these two babies except these two people. So only these two people know what's really going on. One person is saying this child is mine. The other one is saying this child is mine. It's her word against her word. What do you do? Like this sounds impossible, but look what happens. Verse 23, then the king said, okay, let's get the facts straight. Both of you claim the living child is yours and each says the dead one belongs to the other one. All right, bring me a sword. 
So a sword was brought to the king. What you going to do with that knife, bro? Here we go. Cut the living child in two, give half to one woman and half to the other. Then the woman who is the real mother of the living child, who loved him very much, cried out, Oh, no, my lord, give her the child. Please do not kill him. But the other woman said, All right, he will neither be yours nor mine. Divide him between us. Then the king said, Oh, Lord, do not kill the child. Give him to the woman who wants him to live, for she is his mother. When all Israel heard the king's decision, the people were in awe of the king, for they saw the wisdom God had given him for rendering justice. Whoa. <laughs> First of all, that's amazing. I mean, think about it. He knew that the real mother would rather see the baby in the hands of her enemy than to be dead. But the woman who didn't have a kid, her true son had already died. And so she was not going to be in the mind frame. She wasn't going to have the same amount of love for that baby. But who would have thought about that in the moment? <laughs> Only someone that God had given amazing wisdom to. And so begins the amazing wisdom of Solomon. So let's go back to this. The million dollar question. What would your answer have been if God had said, what do you want? I'll give you one wish. I heard this joke one time where there was a, a guy who he had an opportunity and he ends up rubbing a lamp, a genie comes out and the, the genie said, I'm going to give you one wish. I'm going to give you one wish. And he said, actually, you know what? I'm going to give you three wishes. I'm going to give you three. And he said, no, I'm going to give you one. So it was like back and forth, back and forth. And finally, the guy uh, said, okay, I'll tell you what I want. I have always wanted, I've always wanted to go to Hawaii, but I'm absolutely terrified of flying. So would you make me a road that goes from here in California all the way to Hawaii? Like that way I can always, I can go there. And the genie looked at him and said, man, do you realize how much that would cost? Do you realize how many much man hours that would be? Do you realize how much, how many supplies? That's, that's too hard. You want to ask for something else. That is way too hard. Can't do that. We can't do that. And so the guy was like, okay, I mean, you said I could have whatever I wanted. How about this? One? I want to be able to understand women. And Gene looked at him and said, well, do you want that two lanes or four? <laughs> the idea would be easier to build a two to four lane highway from California to Hawaii than to understand women. But here's the thing. God does. Men are just as complicated, just about different things. God does. And he doesn't necessarily want you to get it right. He wants to know your heart. And Solomon could have asked for anything. He didn't ask to understand women. He didn't ask to understand men. He said, God, I want to serve to the best of my ability. Can you help me do the best with what you've given me? And God's like, that's the right answer. Can I tell you, that's what God's asking for us. God's not asking for us to do anything amazing. He's asking us to do the best we can with what he's given us. And I don't know about, about you, but I struggle with this sometimes because I struggle sometimes to ask God for things he hasn't given me, to ask God for tools he hasn't given me so that I can do something he hasn't called me to do. And instead, if we would look at like Sam, uh, Solomon did, and he said, you know what? I, I want to do the very best with the lane you have put me in, with what you've called me to do. But you know what? I don't have the wisdom to lead these people. Would you help me to do the best I can with the opportunity you've put in front of me? I think that God would not only bless us with what we need, but probably bless us more than we realize. So I want to encourage you today. Instead of looking at some other situation or comparing yourself over here, what if you took time to, today to say, God, 
Will you help me do the very best I can with what you've put in my hands? And you might be surprised that God doesn't only help you, but he also does exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ask or think. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you that your word is truth. Thank you, God, that you lead us and you guide us in more ways than we can imagine. I pray, God, as we live for you today, you help us to find an increasing contentment with what you've called us to do and to realize, God, that if we will embrace the season we're in, embrace the moment that we're in, we'll find, God, that there's plenty of joy here and there's more to come. We celebrate you in advance for all you're going to do today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Don't forget what Elisha said. Elijah said in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 21. He said, How much longer will you waver, hobbling between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal is God, then follow him. My prayer for you today is that you will follow God with all your heart and with all your soul and to realize he's more than enough for anything you face. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for 1 Kings chapter 18.